0: This is Kan Zenshu, the podcast, episode 468 for the week of March 10th, 2019. Hello, welcome back to Kan Zenshu, the podcast. An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan Kanzen Shu. Yes, sir. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Julian, hello, sir. Hello. How are
1: things? Doing pretty good. Um, So I'm going to Japan later this month. And, yeah, it's coming soon. Um, yeah, it's kind of sneaking up on me. I've been trying to get back in shape so I can chase my kids around and not <laughs> be out of breath constantly because you do a lot more moving around with your feet in Japan compared to elsewhere. And I would kind of let myself go a little while with my studies and stuff. So hey, it's America. Leave your body image at the door. Yeah, exactly. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, but I think I'm I'm getting getting back there i'm making progress working hard i live at the gym these days
0: that's julian my name is mike i uh, may see me around as vegeto ex you may see him around as Saya jedi but mike and julian is just fine we are back here again at it on the podcast uh this is one of those yeah it's 2019 uh, movies coming out on home video Uh, There's a promotional anime airing. There is a continuation of Dragon Ball Super running uh, in manga format in V-Jump. There's all this exciting stuff going on. So, of course, what we're going to do is go look at a couple random pages from Weekly Jump in 1995. Of course. Absolutely. Uh, I would expect nothing less of us, and I hope the audience would expect nothing less of us. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, a jam-packed episode for you here today, this evening, this week, whenever it is that you're listening to us. Uh, I'm going to start things off with a brief, the briefest of brief <laughs> recaps from Toy Fair 2019, which I spent like under two hours <laughs> at uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to dive back into Dragon Ball Fusions. Uh, No, not the Nintendo 3DS game from 2016, which uh, I believe desperately needs a sequel, but something from, as I mentioned, 1995 that I think may have served as a bit of inspiration for that game. Uh, A fusion contest, uh, a fusion design contest, actually, for fans back there in Japan during uh, actually toward the end of the original serialization there. So uh, that's what's on tap for you this episode. Uh, Julian, before we get into all that, though, like I said, Toy Fair. So uh, I didn't ask you to come down again to go to the Chavit Center again for the third time in like almost as many months. I know it's yes. it's been a little bit since the last one. But.
1: Just to spend what half an hour there. But you know, it's it's the time that we spend together is precious,
0: Mike. Exactly. I agree. Thank you. I'm glad you agree. No, I spent a little longer than half an hour there. Uh it was somewhere between ninety minutes and two hours. Uh, if all you're looking for is Dragon Ball stuff and you know a couple other little things there. That was basically it. I mean there's a giant karaoke display in a jeep somewhere uh there's a giant floating pikachu uh, every kind of doll that you can imagine uh, i think my favorite thing was the clear inflatable drum kit that a guy was just sitting at i think drumming at for i don't know like eight hours a day but i was there just to check out the dragon ball stuff i don't know man like i i mentioned when i put up all the pictures like yeah we're, we're gonna talk about it on the podcast and the more i got thinking about it i'm going I don't really know what it is I'm going to say, but, you know, I went. I, I feel it's my duty to report on uh, what was there, what I was excited about, what what is coming out. So I'm right. kind of going to run down the big hits, at least in terms of uh, feedback on the tweets <laughs> that I sent out while I was there. Uh, obviously, the big draw there was going to be the giant Bantai Namco booth or Bluefin booth. Uh, I think the deal is they, they bought a majority stake in Bluefin, so Bluefin is basically bandai namco themselves now at this point
1: yeah didn't they also like dissolve band presto and yeah it's it's not gone but it's like been incorporated into one of their other toy things
0: right right that's super recent yeah i I just noticed that that happened and uh maybe we'll do a news post on that I, i like to keep up with some of that you know organizational stuff
1: but that Gundam face mask logo was iconic. I hope they at least keep that.
0: Yeah, right, right. So it went on down there. Uh, that was obviously the biggest booth there. Uh, they had the giant Gundam. <laughs> Speaking of Gundam, they had the giant Gundam. A uh, big wall of everything that's available now and, and coming out soon. Uh, Trunks' time machine was there. I was very excited about that. Uh just lots of cool stuff but the things that are upcoming the things that are behind glass I think were the most exciting to people uh some of the molds that we saw for new figures specifically the Dragon Ball heroes stuff uh we had both Gogeta and Vegito in super saiyan 4 there was ultra instinct son goku there was Vegito blue those uh really got a lot of uh interest and attention from the tweets there these were those grayscale things like these are the coming soon and uh, oh yeah
1: so they're they're sculpted but not yeah painted. yeah
0: exactly and, And they were all written as Super C-E-N the a and the i was reversed there so <laughs> someone didn't quite do their their homework there uh at bondi napka uh other big favorites from the tweets was definitely the anytime zeno so this is from bondi they are these cheap little blind bags there's eight collectible versions and zeno is just in different poses i think one is like heads under the sheets and just you know like arms outstretched and smiling just all the various zeno uh omni king poses that you see out there so uh, yeah. look for those out there i think those will be a hit uh and the biggest thing the most attention you know it's the little things in life julian it's uh (laughs) it's the uh the dragon ball z premium 3d keychain from aby style the fan experience uh it's it's just a dragon radar it's a keychain but it's it's much larger than just a little trinket, I don't know, like a couple inches. It's cool. I don't know why, but <laughs> maybe it's because that was the only thing I put a video up of, but people seem to really enjoy that. Again, that was from ABY Style, and I'll give them credit. ABY Style there, uh, Judas spoke to there, I believe his name was Dave, basically the only one who gave me the time of day at any of the booths there. Uh, Bandai Namco, uh, I'll just say it. Couldn't care less. Didn't seem like they had anyone out there to, to speak to anyone. The instant I walked in and showed interest in Dragon Ball at, uh, ABY style here, they were, I don't know if it was just like, Oh God, someone's actually talking to us. and not just going straight to Bondi Namco. Uh, so that was cool. Got to see everything they had on display. Uh, Put up a couple yeah. photos from there. So uh, if you're looking forward to this stuff, I mean, it's all coming. Uh, check through the photos. I will link the Twitter thread in the show notes for this here episode. But, uh, Julian, uh, from all the previous conventions that we've gone to over the last few months, like half a year or so, we kind of keep seeing these these rolling designs of figures as they're coming on out. Uh, there's some oh, yeah. really good stuff out there. You can drop a lot of money real easy.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the... Uh what is it, the, the World Figure Colosseum where they get different sculptors to quote-unquote compete for the honor of having uh, a figure uh, of their own design come out. Uh, there's some really good ones. Um, there's one of Goku dressed as uh, Sun Wukong from Journey to the West. Right. There was a very nice one that I think is coming out in the near future of Goku dressed uh, when he shows up for the 23rd Budokai.
0: Yeah, with his, yeah, with, with the his umbrella and the up. turban. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm looking forward to that one. I might have to get that myself.
0: Nice. Yeah, I'm just opening up. I grabbed a couple of the flyers and program books. Uh, What is this? This is Bandai Namco's uh, or Bandai's Shokugan kind of overall line of everything they got going on. Yeah. So the Shokugan
1: is like the toy that comes with some sort of uh, food usually.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, traditionally. candy. But uh, they'll also just sell you the toys now. They, they explain that yeah. it originally refers to a combination of high-quality, inexpensive toys paired with a piece of candy or gum sold on confectionery shelves, blah, 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 blah. Basically, they're saying that they're taking that style... I'm rolling the with things it. I have to keep my kids away from. <laughs> there you go. So there's the Seek she R. There's the 66 Action Dash Dragon Ball Super. They're calling it 66 Action because it stands 66 millimeters tall, about two and a half inches. There's the Adverge figures. I know these have been getting uh, a lot of attention lately. These are about oh, two yeah. inches tall as well, where they're deformed, but they also kind of like retain a proportion to them at the same time. Uh, there's nice. Scouters coming. There's uh, no sound version of Scouters, uh, Dragon Ball Styling, uh, Shodo Dragon Ball. There's a lot of uh, – sorry, I'm smacking the microphone here with everything. Uh, there's a lot of good <laughs> stuff coming out. So, again, uh, just be on the lookout for it. Uh, it's kind of impossible for us to cover all of the merchandise – like the figures, uh, to the extent that we want to, while we do all the other stuff we do. Uh, so obviously we can't be the best resource for it, but know that it interests us and, you know, we try to do what we can with it. And, uh, I think checking out Toy Fair was uh, a good opportunity for that.
1: Absolutely. With a franchise as active as it is right now, it, we we try and cover as much as we possibly can, but stuff stuff is going to slip through the cracks. So it's nice to have one of these dedicated events where we can sort of get an overview of everything in, you know?
0: Right. It was nice. I say it was nice. I went alone, so I didn't have to deal with anyone else with me. So I could just wander at um, my ledger and take photos of whatever I wanted. I'll assume that's not a, a veiled insult. No, no, of course not. <laughs> Uh, Julian, before we get to the main topic, uh, we've kind of been skipping over news lately on the podcast. There's been big things, but they end up being kind of like the topic. And we're not going to do a full news topic this episode. I'm kind of thinking maybe we do a a news topic catch up because there's enough stories that I want to do more than just give the recap of them. But two things I wanted to hit at least this episode while it's still timely. And I say that are dirty little secrets that I've already let loose on Twitter anyway, uh, we're recording this a week ahead of time. So who knows what's going to come out in the next week. But, uh, the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie has been finally announced for Japan. Julian, it's coming like two months after the American release. That is crazy. Never in my wildest imagination could I have, uh, foreseeing this. That is pretty nuts. So
1: I do have a a rundown of the features that the Japanese release is going to have, if you'd like me to read them out.
0: Yeah, let's do the highlights. Uh, There's a regular edition, and then there's a special limited edition on both Blu-ray and DVD, uh, and they come with the respective things, just on the different formats. So, uh, yeah, hit us up. So what's what's the uh, limited edition got for us?
1: Okay, so the limited edition uh, is going to come packaged with a special... Uh, outside cover, which is which is going to be a brand new illustration by char- character, not the character designer, but the animation supervisor, Naohiro Shintani. and it's it says uh, now printing. So I guess they're going to keep that secret for a little bit longer. <laughs> um, as well as special digipack packaging, whatever that means. But uh, in addition to that, um, it's going to have not only uh the disc with the movie itself which will be the same as the regular edition which will have uh, both uh, 5.1 surround audio as well as a secondary what do you call it like uh, audio assistance for the visually impaired where oh like
0: the audio description track things
1: yeah uh, they'll have that as well also in japanese i assume there will also be a bonus dvd it's a DVD for both the Blu-ray and the DVD versions that will come with uh, features including the, uh, a video of the premiere at the Nippon Budokan that was held in November Uh, the special onstage greeting to commemorate the opening of the film in December, as well as a number of uh, TV spots and promotional footage. I should say that the the main disc comes with a trailer collection, according to Hmm. the stats, uh, which is also going to be on the regular edition. And there's also going to be several pack-in bonuses. There's going to be a cyan button badge set, a 32 postcard set, An original card folder, which I don't know if it's meant to hold the postcards or if it's for something else, and a deluxe 60-page booklet, which intrigues me greatly. I'm uh, maybe hoping to see some more interview content in there, Mm, yeah, yeah. especially if it's different from what we've already got.
0: (laughs) I know. There's so much. I mean, you say that, but even some of the things that uh, you and Stacey haven't gotten to yet, uh, there's some good tidbits in there, of course. Uh, oh, I'm course. looking at my Amazon Japan cart right now, and I haven't clicked uh, submit on it yet. But the Amazon limited edition of the limited edition is uh, clocking in at uh, 11,394 yen. So June's going to be a busy oh, month. <laughs> oh, yes.
1: Yeah, I've got some auctions that I've won in Japan, and I'm waiting for the proxy to get them all together so they can ship them to me. Yep.
0: Well, at this point, you might as well just go pick them up in person. But
1: Well, you know, I, f- I figure since... I'm here and I'm going to be having them in the United States. It makes more sense to yeah. have them sent over. So I don't have to lug them around. Right.
0: You know? That's true. They're coming here eventually. Right.
1: That said, I am going to be going to Mandarake in, in Osaka to see what I can find. Damn Never right know. you are.
0: <laughs> we'll talk more <laughs> about those magazines uh, coming up briefly. So there's that. Uh, so in addition to the Broly movie coming out, uh, obviously, uh, Funimation and Toei and now Seth are going to do a 30th anniversary uh, collection of Dragon Ball Z. Except maybe they're not going to do a 30th anniversary collection of Dragon Ball Z. Yes, Uh, We got the first details about this in the licensed global trade magazine that came out back in uh, mid-February. Seemed like the kind of thing where it's a trade magazine. They don't necessarily anticipate that General Fandom is going to uh see it and read it. Uh thankfully right. we had some uh eagle eyed folks, one in particular, uh on our forum who pointed it out to us. And then we got all the juicy details in there about, yeah, they're gonna announce a new edition of Dragon Ball Z for this year. They're gonna bring the Symphony tour over here to America and Tsunami's got some stuff coming on. They're gonna do the Macy's Day parade again. Uh they're gonna come back to Comic Con. Like they outlined Wait, everything. Wait, Macy's Day? Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, sorry. <laughs> have I, I, have I gone that extra step that they hope I would go to? It's just Macy's <laughs> Day now.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. That's what it's for, right?
0: <laughs> we have Macy's day. We have Hallmark day. What else do we have?
1: We have a uh, candy maker day in, in February.
0: Funimation and Toei formally announced this. You can read the full rundown on our website, but basically uh, we have no real details about this that have been publicly stated other than what little information there is, which is basically they're going to do what seems to be the Dragon Ball Z TV series in a, a new edition there happened to yeah. be two dragon balls in their visual imagery for it uh, that just happened to be the four star dragon ball next to the three star dragon ball uh, mm. they appear to be weaponizing uh, our own fandom back against us as marketing i'm not entirely <laughs> sure how i feel about that uh, the way
1: it was meant to be seen.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I said, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm just absolutely dying to see how on earth they can possibly, ever possibly, market a third attempt of a Blu-ray release of the Dragon Ball Z TV series. Like, show me what you got at this point. If this is how you want to start it, I'm all ears. Uh, anyway, except they're not necessarily going to make it. They are requiring uh, 2500 fan effectively pre-orders of the set which haven't actually started yet uh before they commit to actually making it uh this is one of those things that i want to spend more time talking about rather than just giving the rundown i think you got a little bit about how i feel about it right there in the rundown uh but we want to at least acknowledge it because it's a a big announcement that will certainly have uh more coming our way in the very near future, huh?
1: Oh yes. I'm sure there's going to be a lot to talk about in the near future about that.
0: Yep. so that all being said, now that we've talked about toy fair and covered a couple uh, key news stories, Julian, let us dive into the past, uh, many, many years, probably beyond the point that some of our listeners were even born. Uh, we are back to 1995. Let us go. I've talked about this a little bit. Uh, some of the things that I'm working for on the wiki are um, the, the most absurd things that I can think of are the things that I want to work on. Everyone has their own area of expertise and interest, and mine is really whatever I feel like. <laughs> so this is <laughs> kind of what I'm doing. Uh, no, In all honesty, what I enjoy working on right now for the wiki, in addition to all the other things I do on the website, is uh, it's the minutia that I know but that I also know and see doesn't have good documentation, um, really, in any language out there. Uh, that really seems to be what you and I are all about. And I appreciate. Oh, of course. That you are into this as well, because it means I get to spend your money, <laughs> and we we all benefit. <laughs> uh, as a, uh, you know, what everyone's money is everyone's money. <laughs> it's okay. It's fair funny. enough.
1: You 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 guys do pay for the server costs and whatnot. So. Yeah,
0: we do what we can. Anyway, so. Uh, I mentioned Dragon Ball Fusions. I loved that on the 3DS back in 2016 uh, so much that I played through it in Japanese and then immediately replayed it through in English when it came out. Uh, I haven't done that too often. So I wanted to do pages on some of the, it's like random henchmen and books that you see out there in the game, you know, character number you know, 762. Who is it? Uh, it's not Yamoshi, it's Yashimo. Uh, so I wanted to <laughs> document them. Um and some of those characters are the ones that, like, there's nothing about. Uh, who is this Bacon character? Who is this Yashimo character? Why, why, is, why are they interesting, if they're even interesting? Uh, and since I own all of the necessary material, which is, you know, the games, the guide, uh, all the magazines as the game was coming out, showing the game itself and the character designs, it just seemed like a natural choice for me. Uh, that led me to two characters in particular that I felt needed more attention, uh, and that I was excited about, uh, you know, writing about and for, and that was Pitidin and Gohanx. So I thought, yeah, Pitidin is easy, right? He's, uh, we know he's actually a design from Toriyama in 1995 in Weekly Jump. Uh, is, is a character design showing what could have been from a scene in the anime where the two characters uh, show off the technique for Goten and Trunks. Uh, his design has been republished a few times, even uh, the Daizenshu and the Zenshu. But uh, why was this design made? Uh, what did it accompany? A lot of people don't actually know where it came from, especially if you just see his design there in the Daizenshu. Uh, and that also ties in, believe it or not, with Gohan's, who you might. Th- think debuted in Dragon Ball Heroes and Dragon Ball Fusions back in 2016, but that is not the whole story. So Julian, we are going to tell the full complete story here. Of Pitidin and Gohunks, as well as some other characters. So, Julian, take me back to 1995. We are starting here in Weekly Shonen Jump 1995, issue number 13. This was published February 28th in 95, and that was alongside Dragon Ball Manga Chapter 508. So we are very close to the end of the series here
1: Um, yes and in fact we're already at the point where both forms of fusion have already been introduced and used right right so uh, we've seen Gotenks and uh, Goku and Vegeta have already fused into and out of Vegeta
0: and of course, over in the TV series, which is lagging behind a little bit, this is what they show there on the page where uh, initially we have Goku and Piccolo show off the technique, uh, but then Goku has to leave. And then over in the anime, a little bit of filler following up on that, we have Piccolo and Kududin show off the technique, the, the fusion dance once more. And this was kind of the basis of the showcase, uh, this contest here in Weekly Shonen Jump. So what do we have going on here?
1: Okay, so this is the Anime J-Wing section of uh, Weekly Shonen Jump from 1995, number 13. So this was their section that focuses on the animated adaptations of various Weekly Jump and other Jump series.
0: I think people may have seen this, at least in our content recently, of the Gogeta versus Vegito uh, from old Shonen Jump here as well.
1: And this just happens to be from around the time that Movie 12 was also coming out, so you have Gogeta in theaters.
0: Yeah, there's a lot
1: of fusion stuff going on right now. They decided to hold a contest. In fact, it was their first ever reader participation contest where they would have the readers of Shonen Jump uh, think up their own fusions and send them in. So uh, getting back to the example of Piririn, as uh, the illustration is known, they have an example here from Toriyama himself saying he would go about it by... Choosing two characters who couldn't possibly fuse in the mainline series by picking uh, Piccolo and Kuririn, who happened to give a demonstration of the fusion pose in episode 249 of Dragon Ball Z, Uh, he comes up with this character who is named, uh, just in, in the blurb here, and we don't know if it comes from Toriyama himself... But it's the only name we've got. So Piccolo and Kuririn could he be named Piririn, perhaps? And so the legend was born. Yeah, and he's a, he's this weird character who combines the the traits of both Piccolo and Kuririn.
0: Yeah, and he's wearing the traditional uh, fusion vest there as well. He's got a great pose that we're going to see uh, many years in the future as well. He looks great. And then they're they're hyping up the
1: prizes that you can win here with uh, Trunks and Goten talking about it, at, but it's transparently like talking about uh, what what the contest is. Goten right. Fusion is a really hot topic right now. The five hundred <laughs> Tardos is is. Uh, is us as Super Saiyan 3, and in the latest movie, our dads also fused, don't they? <clears throat> That's why Anime J-Wing is accepting entries for the fusions of any two Dragon Ball characters. And if they come up with an interesting fusion, then they can get some awesome prizes. We're waiting for your super fun fusions. And then it gives a definition of fusion about...
0: <laughs> what uh, it actually is. Yeah, yeah.
1: Is and how to do it. And if you screw up, you get uh, failures, like the the scrawny and fat versions of Gotenks. And then they give you these fabulous prizes could be yours
0: now so. spell this out a little bit because this is a kind of a big deal we're past 500 chapters and we also have about 500 cardas cards
1: yes yeah, so at this point for the dragon ball super battle series or something like that yeah yeah for for the cardas cards they they'd had like 12 different phases up to this point and they'd come up with 500 different designs and so in celebration of that milestone they are going to give the lucky first place winner a binder, a unique DOS binder, not sold in stores, filled with all 500 cards from phases 1 to 12 of the Cardas Super Battle series with the cover signed by Akira Toriyama himself. And then 1,000 other winners would receive a 51 by 36 centimeter special Super Jumbo cardas.
0: So this is where the contest comes about. So then we get all the details about submitting their fusions. Uh, they had to draw it on the back of a postcard and, and send in their name and info and everything. Uh, and they had to have it postmarked by March 13th. So it was a pretty quick turnaround here. And then the results will be published in the number 19 issue, which is going to be released on uh, April 11th. Uh, and then they also show off Gotan, who uh, we did actually see a... Uh, you know, kind of theoretical view of there in the series.
1: Yes, but I think this is
0: the first time he's
1: named and he appears again with this name in, what is it, Budokai 2 for the PlayStation Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, and we got two variations on the character in there. Uh, The main one there is... the one you see in the series. Uh so that's all that information and it was uh, very exciting like you said we're we're past 500 chapters but fusion's a big deal. Uh we saw everything in the manga. We're we're hitting it big time in the TV series. Uh the movies got it going on. Fusion is the big deal here in uh, early 95.
1: They're even having the they had these two uh like actual live events called the Dragon Ball Z Fusion Tournament. One of them was in Tokyo at uh, the Tokyo department store Toyoko location. I guess they have like two separate stores in Shibuya. And then uh, uh, on the same day at the same times in Fukuoka at the Fukuoka Rekishi no Machi or uh, History Town theme park, which is no longer with us, uh, with two rounds each starting at 1130 and 330 with not only... Uh, information about the movie that was coming out, but also an event for kids to test how well they'd mastered the fusion pose as
0: well as a live (laughs)
1: show with characters uh, like one of those stage shows where they wear not only the costumes, but the heads.
0: Right. Right. I you
1: know, th- think the, the reenactment of the cell games from the Dragon Ball Z anime.
0: Well, Julian, that was the story of Peter in. Uh, and that takes us to indeed the weekly Shonen jump, 1995, number 19 issue again, which was published, uh, April 11th, 95. So we go from the 13 issue, February 28th to the 19 issue, April 11th. We have the, the, the results we have all these great submissions uh there's so much on display here some of them are fun some of them are funny some of them are borderline offensively hysterical i guess you could say at the same time <laughs> yeah but there is great trivia in here uh it's not just oh here are some cool designs but uh man the the stuff that's in here is uh historically interesting and uh important to the series uh yeah. so why don't you give us a little rundown let's start with the grand prize winner julian we have the fusion of Cell and kami sending the turtle sage himself this is yes Seru-senin.
1: yes so this was the top prize out of a total 12,792 entries they got that many in that short a span of time
0: that's awesome that is uh, a lot more than are in dragon ball fusions I'm sure there were a lot of duplicates in there.
1: Yes. So this is "Cell and Kamisenin Serusenin" by uh, one Kazuhiro Terashita, age sixteen at the time, from Hokkaido. So let's see if they were sixteen in March of 1995. That means they would be what forty now?
0: Yeah, not not too far <laughs> off. <laughs> kind of contemporary here. <laughs> yes.
1: So the glory. Question mark of the grand prize is clinched by Cell sending. <laughs> who in points not only for the quality of the combination here, but for the catch copy that goes along with it. Apparently, he only absorbs women. It's enough to make even Goten and Trunks go pale.
0: Oh man! So it's basically Kami Senin with Cell's gonna like, and I don't know what do you his Pope hat? Uh,
1: sort of, yeah, sorta, yeah. So it's like a green version of Kamisending with the sunglasses, with the
0: the beard, top mustache, head
1: thing, and the beard and the mustache, and the tail.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of horrific, but it's also amazing at the same time. So, yeah, yes. yeah. This is totally. It's the design. It's the questionable write up <laughs> at the same time, but I mean that is right in line with the series for sure.
1: Yes. So that is the top spot for the competition. Right so there.
0: what we're saying here is, uh, young little Kazuhiro, a sixteen-year-old, won uh, you know an original autograph from Toriyama here.
1: Yeah, plus all those cards and the binder. It's pretty cool. Nice.
0: All right, someone track it down. What if he's still holding on to that? Yeah, exactly.
1: It Well, you know, if you ever see that pop up on Yahoo auctions or eBay, you know who sold it, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> track it all the way back. So there's right. uh, there are far more designs than just the winning design here. Uh, let's go straight down the page.
1: Yes. So they they give these silly uh, other pri- uh, prizes to uh, I guess you'd call them the runner up, runners up. So among the uh, a thousand other people who got the, the uh, other prize, uh, this one is the, it's got some flavor, oddly enough, prize. It's Pochi, which is the fusion of Mr. Popo and Chichi by Tomiko Muramatsu, age 15, from Yamanashi Prefecture. So uh, Miss Muramatsu's design here is sort of, it's basically Chichi, except she's pudgy and round. And has Mr. Popo's lips and eyes.
0: <laughs> it's really scary.
1: <laughs> yeah. And there's there's a little catch copy next to it. Kudijay Sarinab. I won't be loved like this. But um they, they say that yes, Pucci is is like um uh it's it's like a, a typical name for a pet dog. Like uh naming naming a a dog in English like uh Rover. Like Rover or Rex or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly it comes from the French word petit, like little thing, but I don't know if that's true or not. Gotcha.
0: Is that kind of the equivalent of Tama for a cat?
1: Kind of, yeah. So the if a cat is named Tama, the dog is probably Pochi.
0: All right. Well, moving on, we have some uh, more kind of like made up prizes for the runners up here. Uh, the super nostalgic prize. I like this. Uh, it's a very kind of out there. Uh, don't really know where you're going with this, but they threw in a nice little touch there.
1: Uh, it's uh, Goku plus Gregory, Gokuguri, I guess, <laughs> by Shinichi Akitsuki, age 15 at the time, from Kanagawa Prefecture. So they, they mentioned in the write-up that it's a, a fusion of Goku and the TV original character designed by Toriyama Sensei, Gregory. The numbers 5 and 9 on his the backs of his hands, which are Go and Ku, are a nice, in the sort of uh, ironic sense, touch
0: he's really scary i mean there's there's something going for a lot of these and that's they're they're horrifying i think we move on from (laughs) the horrifying well maybe there's kind of one more really scary design as we go on but uh yes yeah i think we need this one to uh show up again sometime all right moving on from the scary ones we got the sexy prize here lots of people have uh done a design for this character over the years
1: and it is interesting how they interpreted the fusion vest so it's not just flapping open
0: Yeah, yeah, very cool, very cool.
1: So this is uh, Bulma plus Chichi equals Buluchi by Moto, or Nimoto or Aramoto. It's hard to tell because it doesn't give the pronunciation. Age 19 from Osaka Prefecture. So uh, she would be, what, 43-ish? So there were plenty of fusions of these two named Chiruma or Buluchichi, but uh, the top of that bunch was Buluchi, which takes the good parts. I... Don't know what they see in that, but okay,
0: from both
1: <laughs> names. And they have her wield a ladle as a weapon, which they, they also found uh, as a good point. And neither Goku nor Vegeta will be able to defeat her.
0: This is a very, very solid design. This is someone who who knows art. I mean, a 19-year-old, but still.
1: Yes, yeah, so they're they're older. They probably have a lot more drawing experience than some of them. But yeah, it it actually looks like it could be a, a solid fighter. Although I don't know how the ladle would work in combat.
0: All right, moving on. We have the nice idea prize. Uh, we have Goku plus Kamisenin, uh, Gosenin. Yes, by Yoshitaka Takahashi, age 13, which I oh, a young one, the here. youngest of the
1: bunch. Yes, he's only 38 this year, from Hokkaido. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Again, these are my people.
1: So the they, they like the name, but what really got their attention was the design, which is in the style of a cardas card. So and the artist had a good grasp of the character's uh traits and it's just fun to look at.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love how they made a card out of it. Uh, you know, of everything that's submitted here, this is it stands out. They, they went the extra mile there, especially at such a, a young age. Very, very cool.
1: And so the next one up we have.
0: All right, the, so we're back the to the scary here. This?
1: Yes, Nanda Koryasho. Uh, so this is a fusion of Ten Shin and Bulma, which is Ten Hang by Takashi Miwa, age 15, from Hiroshima. Contrary to Buruchi above, with the, the sexy prize winner, there are a lot of entries that fuse just the weird aspects of each character. And this one is representative of that group. That it's a, you get a great shock from looking at it. It's scary enough to appear in your dreams. So what you, ha- <laughs> what you have is um, basically like male pattern baldness... Female Tenshin Han wearing uh, a mini dress,
0: and the arms kind of like daintily out to the side. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's really interesting. weird. I mean, whatever floats your boat, man. I'm not judging here.
1: Yes, there. It, it raises a lot of interesting questions about what happens when people of two different genders
0: all right julian moving on uh we got a couple last good ones here we're saving the best for last but we have uh one before that we have even boo will be speechless prize awarded to the fusion of piccolo plus kakarotto
1: yes uh, it's piccolo by yo or possibly hiroshi komachi age 18 from Niigata prefecture so there were a lot of fusions of Piccolo and Goku, and which would seem like they'd end up being similar to Super Saiyan 3. The one that arranged the elements of both characters well was this one here. It's a mighty warrior who would leave even Majin Buu speechless. They do look like they'd be reasonably powerful.
0: And this is one that I mean, again, uh, we actually do see them demonstrate the fusion, so I'm kind of shocked that Toriyama never threw something into the mix here uh, of his own.
1: But yeah, so that one is that. And now we come to the main event. I mean it probably wouldn't have been seen that way at the time, but in hindsight it's quite interesting.
0: So I mentioned earlier that uh this was kind of a two-parter for me. It was in who we already talked about and we know everything about. Uh the other one I mentioned was Gohunks. Uh Go-Hunks debuted in 2016 in Dragon Ball Fusions and Dragon Ball Heroes, right Julian? Not quite actually.
1: So, this uh this is the cool prize. And it goes to uh, Gohan plus Teenage Trunks equals Gohanks by Kentaro Yabuki at the tender age of 15 from Okayama Prefecture. And yes, it is that Kentaro Yabuki, the artist behind such titles as Black Cat and Toraburu, which both ran in Weekly Shonen Jump. I think the. I don't even know if he's still doing the latter, but if it it was in, I think, Jump Square.
0: So let's talk about uh, what is scene here for this character design and then we'll read a little something else
1: yes so although it is gohan and trunks and the way they phrase it makes uh makes me assume that it was a very common yeah yeah. choice among the entrants, but the use of teenage trunks in this one caught their eye and the costume was a fusion of uh both characters outfits which was well thought out and they have no complaints about his coolness here
0: it's a very cool design kind of worthy of the the cool prize i think.
1: Yes, and they have a, a little caption of Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks going, Whoa, I want to fight him!
0: Julian, the, the story for Yabuki kind of doesn't end here. Uh, we got a comment from him in the Dragon Ball Children pamphlet that accompanied the 7th Kanzenban in June 2003, because at that time we got an illustration from him, didn't we?
1: Yes, so with every odd volume of the Dragon Ball Kanzenban release, they had this little pamphlet, which was essentially there to promote upcoming uh, merchandise but on the other side they would include an illustration and a short essay by a popular jump author at the time Um, and um, they had one for Kentaro Yabuki as well and I'm bringing it up to see which one it was in I believe it was also republished in Dragon Ball Landmark one of the Kanzenban guidebooks
0: Yeah, they didn't publish all of them, unfortunately, but I I do want to say this one was included here. Uh, Julian, I have the quote up here in front of me, so why don't I just read it for you here? This is uh, not the entirety of uh, what he said, but we're pulling out the specific thing here. Uh, It says, speaking of which, my debut in Jump wasn't with my own manga. But with Dragon Ball, around the end of my third year in junior high, there was a fusion contest promotion in Jump where you had to create an original character by making any two characters from Dragon Ball to Fusion. I fused together my favorite characters at the time, Teenage Gohan and Teenage Trunks, to create a character called Gohunks. I drew an illustration and sent it in. Then I got an award called the Cool Prize (laughs) and it ran relatively large in the color pages of Jump. That experience really moved me. That is, it, it's such a great story. It was not just that it got published, but this is someone who went on to go create something on their own. And clearly, Dragon Ball has been an important part of their entire life. And uh, not, Dragon Ball alone didn't leave an impact on them, but uh, this experience, this this fusion contest, it, it's just such a cool story, man. Yeah. And not only that, but
1: the the character did not end there.
0: No, it didn't. So this takes us uh, to the future in 2016. So Dragon Ball Fusions, developed by Ganbarion, uh, initially called uh, Project Fusion, uh, r- later renamed simply Dragon Ball Fusions, comes out in the 3DS. Initially in Japan, it did get an international localization. Uh, and you figure, all right, if we're going to fuse tons of characters together... Where are we going to go with this? Uh, We have some from history that have kind of been unused. And one of the first characters they showed off was indeed Pitidin in his original Toriyama pose with his arms kind of like (laughs) up to the side doing the weird little hand thing. Uh, So... Pitted in is available uh, actually twice in the game if you do the regular fusion dance. Not everyone can do the regular fusion dance in the game. Uh, I'll talk about the, the other form of fusion, but these two can in fact do it as a direct reference to this uh, in game if you have <laughs> both of them on your team. He can fuse into Peter Din uh, during a battle. And he looks exactly like he did back then. So uh, it's his formal debut there. It's great. Now, awesome. in, in Dragon Ball Fusions, there are two, well, actually three kinds of fusion there's the regular fusion uh there is i guess you could say there's four there's the potara fusion because characters like vegeto do exist in the game uh, so there's the dance fusion then the other characters are whatever uh, there's something new called ex fusion which basically allows you to fuse any two characters together asterisk so uh any character has <laughs> <Asterisk>. a certain <laughs> a certain number of and types of characters that they can fuse with. You can't just fuse anyone with anyone. So, for example, uh, it can fuse with uh, Gohan and create. Uh, no. Or is it Young Goku can fuse into Go Ribbon? Uh, but also, uh, Kudiden and Piccolo can do EX fusion to do EX Piriden, who looks uh, different. He's kind of like the flipped version. He looks uh, huh. like the, the other. You know, flip the the attributes of the characters. He's got the cape and the, and the turban on as well. Uh, EX Fusion characters aren't limited by anything, uh, and you can unfuse them at your leisure later on, wow. so uh, that's a pretty cool character. But Gohunks was uh, kind of the big one. Gohunks was a, a major character, not just in Dragon Ball Fusions, but in Dragon Ball Heroes. It was their uh, kind of like big cross-promotion. There were two versions of Gohunks that they made. There was a younger version and then there was an older version. So um, the EX version of Gohonks is the fusion of the younger Gohan and then the younger present-day Trunks uh, using the, the Metamo ring from Fusions, the EX fusion. And uh, the biography for him says, perhaps due to Gohan's influence, this super cool young fighter may be more mature than Gotenks. <laughs> and then in addition... <laughs> And we have the future version of Gohangs, who's the result of the alternate older version of Gohan and Trunks, uh, the master and student from a desperate future. And he sports a scar carved into his left eye, which is a uh, courtesy of Gohan. So we got those two characters there uh, when Dragon Ball Fusions came out on 3ds uh there was a dragon ball heroes card for the gohunks ex version uh for dragon ball heroes for the arcade version that you could use so kind of, they were just going back and forth with these two characters Lo- it, it's just such a cool story they don't acknowledge uh yabuki's original design here but uh i think it's important to note there is a history to that character uh Go did not technically Absolutely. debut in Dragon Ball Fusions and Dragon Ball Heroes. And and I like to think, um, you know, everything that we just talked about with the absurd fusions throwing people together, I think of someone like Chao Han. I I really feel like Ambarian kind of, whether it was directly inspired by this or they got the idea and then went back and looked at some of these. uh, This is just that... It's the spirit of Dragon Ball really, really channeling Toriyama. Like, let's just be crazy. Let's just be whimsical. Let's be crazy. Let's know our characters. Let's put a fun spin on it uh, they really nailed it. I feel like they nailed it with the, the contest back in 95 and I feel like they nailed it there in, uh, 2016 in Dragon Ball Fusions. Uh, Gohunks continues to be a character there in Dragon Ball Heroes. Uh, he showed up for a chapter in Super Dragon Ball Heroes Dark Demon Realm Mission in the manga there by, uh, Yoshitaka Nagayama. Uh, again, it's just, It's such a cool story. I love this stuff. The fusions of these characters, uh, Julian, we mentioned Gotan, uh, I feel like Budokai 2 was this testbed of it. That's where we got the two versions of Gotan. It's where we got some alternate absorptions for Majin Buu, like when he absorbs Tenshinhan and Yamcha. Uh, that's where we got Yamahan, actually for the first yeah. time. Them performing the fusion there. Uh, Yamahan showed up again in Dragon Ball Fusions as well. Uh, so they were... Uh, that's what I loved about Dragon Ball Fusions is they acknowledged all of that prior stuff. They acknowledged Gotan, Yamahan, in. Like, if, if anything was official, and I, I think it makes sense that they didn't adopt the fan designs because that's in that weird territory of do we actually yeah. own this? Can we use it? Reusing the Gohank's name, I, I don't really consider it reusing because it's kind of Obvious if you're gonna fuse those characters together. What else do you do with those names? But uh, yeah, mm. that 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 spirit of crazy fusions has been there. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't also mention Budokai One, Dragon Ball Z One, when uh, Cell absorbs Krillin, uh, and we get that little short orange version as well. Still waiting for right. him to show up in in something else. Uh, but the wacky fusions, yeah, they they date back <laughs> far longer than 2016, far longer than 2000. Two two thousand three when uh, Podokai one and two somewhere around there, I love this stuff. This is what gives me life, Julian. Right, <laughs> I
1: can definitely see that, and uh, I think your enthusiasm really comes across.
0: So yeah, I I think that's just a good example of I have you know again some enthusiasm for something. I'm really excited about something. I, I've made it my mission to do something cool about it. And it's all right, we know where this comes from. Let's not just document it. Let's make sure we own the primary source for it because there's not good information out there. And we'll include some imagery with it as well, uh, you know, in the wiki articles. I'm actually thinking because we're recording this so early, uh, I may do a tidbit article or something like that alongside this on the website, we'll we'll see how much work I'm able to do (laughs) with something like that. Cause I, obviously the wiki is not ready to launch right now and that stuff's going to be included there. But I hope this gives you an idea. uh, If you couldn't already tell, if you didn't already know (laughs) about what Konzenshu is about, it's yeah, we, we obviously want to keep up with the new stuff, but we think there's a very very rich history uh and I, I used this word earlier there's a lot of minutiae to it. it is go is a character in dragon ball fusions and dragon ball heroes and it was in a fusion contest in 95 like there's so much more to that that you can talk about and i i think it's important to talk about it i think it's important to document it and uh, i think it's important for someone to do it well So, where I'm at is I'm doing those articles. Julian, there were a few, uh, you know, you want to talk about Fusion Contest. Uh, This continued for Dragon Ball Fusions, actually, and that's kind of where I'm going with this as well. Uh, They revived that idea for Dragon Ball Fusions, and they accepted fan designs. So, I'm going to be doing those articles as well, just because, well, I actually own that stuff, and there were no good scans of that stuff online, and therefore... There's no good information about it online. There's a couple Japanese blogs that kind of say what issues they were published in, but it's not all in one good place. So I owned the Psycho Jump that we had Tox, which was uh, Trunks and Tappy on. I owned the V-Jump where, oh God, I forget which character it was. The one that I didn't own. I had Tox. I had uh, Great Satan Man, uh, the one I didn't own, the actual issue was uh, from Weekly Shonen Jump was Gordas, the Fusion of Goku and Beerus uh, fan design submission, which ended up getting used in the game. Uh, these three were made available through QR codes in different magazines. So Julian... Um, in addition to everything else you've been buying, I had you buy me the, the issue of Weekly Jump with the chorus design. Yep. So <laughs> we'll be uh, getting that out there. Uh, the thing I was really worried about was that was kind of like a prime time for uh, Jump series debuts. And the issue after that is when The Promise Neverland debuted. And that issue goes for quite a bit of money. Luckily, <laughs> this one did not. I was very, right. very worried that it was going to be one of those key issues. But uh, fortunately, this one seems to have flown under the radar. So we got it pretty cheap.
1: I tell you, it's kind of rough picking up some of those early issues with Dragon Ball in them because yeah. you have like the first issues. Oh, my of things, God. Like Kenshin. JoJo's Bizarre <laughs> oh, Advancer. No, JoJo's.
0: <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs>
1: it's a little ridiculous sometimes. And amongst there you have like the last chapter of, of King Nikuman and before it was revived in a different magazine all this stuff and it's it's a huge era for jump and it's not just dragon ball and we have the misfortune of sometimes we're going for these things that are important for dragon ball but pe- people are getting or angling for them from all these different fandoms which drives the price right.
0: up <laughs> but we're doing pretty good overall i'd say uh so people are ask me often, like, all right, you're getting this stuff. What are you doing with it? We don't get to see it. So what are you doing with it? Uh, I hope this gives you a little insight into that and a tease of what we have coming. The idea is definitely to share this information. Uh, you know, it's kind of slow going, uh, with some of it, but as I've mentioned before, I I think the podcast is a a good avenue for us to talk about some of this stuff before, uh, you know, some of these formal articles make it to the website proper. So. Oh, absolutely. uh, Julian, anything else to say about the the Wacky Fusions? Hopefully I didn't forget any others that may have been out there on some other video games over the years. Uh, fusions really took it and ran with it. Uh, oh, was, Heroes yeah, definitely. incorporated uh, some of that stuff. Some of those Fusions showed up there. I love that. Uh, I hope they continue. I, I want a I wanna sequel. But uh, is there anything else you want to say about these?
1: I just find it uh, a unique window into the franchise's history. And I think it's uh, something that there's really a lot of room for further creativity. I would love to see a sequel for fusions. If it's on the switch, then I can buy it for my children so I can play it.
0: Yeah. I mean, where fusions left off, we have all the other universes we can work with now. Just fuse Jiren with anyone. That's that's gotta be weird looking, right? (laughs) Right. Put a vest on top of that, like a black and red spandex. I'm all about this. Oh, you could fuse Broly with anybody too, right? Well, we've already had that. We had, uh, what was this? Oh, God. What was the character's name? Was it Kaka Broly? Broly Rot? Oh, Oh, that's right. He's on the cover Uh, of the game. I forget what his name is. (laughs) I completely forgot about that. Uh, Goku Black, I think, fused with him as well in the the free DLC. Uh, But now we have two Brolys. Maybe Broly can fuse with Broly. You never
1: know. I'm still hoping that the the end game for the Heroes promotional anime that they have is Super Saiyan 4 Blue Gokaroto.
0: Hold on to your hat. It's coming. I, I'm almost certain. All right, uh, I don't have anything else to say. I mean, you can just hear me. i just, I just love this stuff. This is the stuff that I love. This is what uh, keeps me excited and enthusiastic about the series uh, here in 2019. Even I've been into it for over 20 years, it's the old stuff. It's the stories. It's the uh, the little tidbits. Uh, you know that that seem to come back around again because there's uh, you know the people working on the franchise these days. They're fans like us. They grew up on Toriyama, uh, and they have a chance to do something new with it as well. And and they remember all this stuff and they have access to the archives. Uh, I think that's a beautiful thing that all being said, www.k-a-n-z-e-n-s-h-u-u.com. That is kanzenshu.com. Uh, I'd say what's going on right now but who knows where I'm going to be in a week <laughs> what'll be announced what'll be revealed uh, I may end up saving this for the future because I decide something else is more important but uh, I enjoy recording with you Julian and we happen to have the time this evening and you just got in that number 19 issue and it just yes. seemed like the appropriate time to do it. That's me I'm Mike, that's Julian over there for Heath as well who's I think busy working on a forum upgrade right now, so he couldn't join us here on this show. Uh, those are the people. Uh, that's us. I don't know. I think that's us. Uh, Julian, wrap it up.
1: Yes, so thank you for listening to this next week's edition of Konzenju, the podcast. We'll catch you again next time.